Just because I want to fuck the Korean bird from Breath of the Wild, that makes me a furry. Welcome back to the Conspiracy Creatures podcast with Jackson Ryan. <laughs> That's exactly where we're coming back in. <laughs> uh, Breath of the Wild is cool. I haven't seen any of it. You've been playing it a lot, right? Yeah, the accordion bird is good. The new Zelda game. His we name is Zelda. Cass. That's a cute name. He I has like a that. wife and kids, but... <laughs> oh, shit. Homewrecker. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um... <laughs> okay, but yeah, Fuck welcome back to... Fuck his wife and kids. Don't actually. You're using that figure. You gotta be careful with your wording there. Just fuck his wife. <laughs> fuck him and his wife. <laughs> Cuck him. Cuck him. All right. <laughs> Cuck the bird from Breath of the Wild. <laughs> anyway, this is such a weird way to open. Okay, welcome back to the show. We're talking about conspiracies again and creatures. The, yep, that's what the show's about. That's the show. <laughs> yep, that's the show. And so, so a little bit ago, we talked about the cryptids in California, where where Jax lives. So we thought today. Hey, let's look. Let's look at the cryptids that, where I live. Me, where I live in Connecticut. So we're gonna look at the Connecticut cryptids today. Connecticut in itself is a cryptid. It, it's a little weird over here. I don't think it's uh, real. Well, I, you're getting it confused with Michigan. No, I don't think either of them are real. I don't Michigan think is definitely most not real. states on the east side are real. East side is it the the yeah, eastern yeah, we're, coast. We're on the east. Am I right? <laughs> okay. I was just like, is that right? <laughs> Didn't want to sound like an idiot. Yeah. But now I did for not knowing if that was right or not. <laughs> um the only the only real places in the in the east coast are probably New York and New Jersey. And then the rest aren't real. <laughs> so what what about like Rhode Island and stuff? Mm, no. What do you mean island? You don't know Rhode Island? If it's in the st- we are the, what island? Yes, my favorite state, Rhode. <laughs> <laughs> Just Rhode. Yeah. Okay, but we're not talking about other states. We're talking about Connecticut. And the first cryptid we're going to talk about from Connecticut are probably the biggest, most famous Connecticut-specific cryptids. Ghost dogs. And not the ghost dog. We're Damn getting it. there. The first one I want is... want to talk about those puffos. The first... No, the first one is Lemonheads. Not... Well, frick, not Lemonheads. No, Melonheads. Oh. <laughs> I've, made, I've made a mistake. Disappointing. Melonheads. They have big, big heads. That's it. Okay, let's let's read do, this legend. But do they look like the Lemonhead like logo guy? They don't. Damn they it. look like a baby face with an adult man's head on top. What do I, I don't know what they look like. I want to see them. From this one picture, at least, I'm sure there's a lot of different illustrations of them. I'm looking it up. So the melon heads are described to be seen in kind of the Bridgeport, Stratford area, which you guys don't care about but I know where that is. Uh, They're described as small and frail with long, spindly appendages. They have crooked, gnarly teeth and most notably have bald, bulbous heads that are out of proportion with their bodies. And they avoid other people like the plague. 
So they just look scared. like kids with deformities. <laughs> yeah, this may have started with something like that, but let's keep reading about this it to find out more. Fucked up. They're just kids. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so this guy is talking about how he talked to his friends who live in Connecticut. One of his friends named Peter heard that they're actually very well organized, civilized, and quite wealthy, but are still removed from society into their own enclave. So apparently, we don't know much about them. There have just been sightings of these little skinny dudes with really big heads. And some people think they're really smart, and most people think that they're just weird alien type things. They're just people. (laughs) But they might just be people. Some of the some of the legends about how they started, uh, there's a couple different legends about how they came to be, and one of them happened around 1860 when a high security insane asylum located in Fairfield burned to the ground. All the staff died, but several of the inmates' bodies were never found. Uh, speculation is that these are the descendants of the inmates who escaped in the fire and they chose to live on the fringe of society, becoming strange, malformed creatures as a result of inbreeding. <clears throat> so, the, this is literally just saying, are they weird, malformed people? They're just people with deformity. <laughs> yeah, How? so like, that if that theory is true, not even a cryptid, really. It's just kind of some reclusive people. Kind of fucked up. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. But the other legend says that there are descendants of a family cast out in the colonial times for witchcraft. Ra- rather than settle in another town, they decided to remove themselves from society again, and their inbreeding made them mutate into oddly shaped beings. So literally, Why? people don't have an explanation for this other than inbreeding. Why? Why don't they just die off? Why do they need to get in <laughs> Okay, so now just we need to see- Just let your people die. <laughs> Jesus. Some people believe that they're cannibalistic and may have the power to communicate with each other telepathically. So fuck? that's pretty- That's that's pretty different. Uh, I feel like people are just getting that from their big heads. <laughs> like they're making assumptions. Where did the cannibalism come from? A lot- I don't know, man. <laughs> it's legends, you know. Apparently, there when hikers and backpackers go missing around the area, people sometimes blame the melon heads. So some people think they kidnap people and eat them. I guess that's why it, why it's there. There's not a, too much information on them. I want to get a little see see a little more that I can find. There's literally a condition called hydrocephalus. Yeah, I just saw that. Yeah, that's literally. <laughs> A lot of people think that it's... Okay, so it turns out with the melon heads, we may have to... This may be our first debunked cryptid on the show. <laughs> this We want to believe in pretty much all cryptids, and we talk about them, and we have a good old time. But this one, I think it's just people They're with disabilities. Probably just people. <laughs> probably just people. That people have been like, that's scary. It's kind of fucked up and rude. <laughs> yeah, so I guess... I guess that th- those ones might just be a little bit of BS. Might just be a little not not good. Connecticut not the best legend is here. fucked up. <laughs> yeah, just some old fashioned people over here. But you know, some let's, old let's fashioned asshole. <laughs> let, let's move on to the next one. Ghost dogs, ghost dogs, ghost dogs. So now we're gonna talk about the ghost dog. Hell yeah. Of, of Connecticut. <laughs> the fall something hills. What was it? Connecticut. 
of Moon Lake. No. Not the ghost dogs of Moon Lake. That's Nancy Drew, you ho. Let's I can't talk call you a hoe on this podcast. Instead. You can call let's... me a hoe whenever you want. <laughs> let's let's talk about the real ones from from uh Moon Lake. From from uh no. From West Peak. The Ooh, Hanging Hills. West Peak. What makes you think West Peak is even real? I'm in Connecticut. You ever been there? No. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. What do you know about these ghost dogs? These sweet, sweet boys. Okay, so the, so the legend of the black ghost dog is basically that people who are who are having a little good old time around the parks and stuff in near the hanging hills and like chilling around town. If you see a, a little black dog who comes up to you and he kind a of follows you around alone, no, no, well, a black little do- one. Yeah, he's like a little spaniel. Yeah, like a a spaniel. And he'll show up, and that's the ghost dog. And if you see him, you die. Aw, what a way to go. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, death by just seeing a ghost dog isn't too bad. You know, maybe I'll visit Connecticut. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Maybe it's real after all. If I can die in the hands of a cute ghost dog... And maybe I want to believe in Connecticut. <laughs> so one of the earliest sightings of the ghost dog was published in like 1898. Oh geez. Uh, this guy named W. H. C. Pinchon. Uh, he uh, he and this geologist named Herbert Marshall were conducting geological research in the Hanging Hills when they saw a dog. But this was not the first time for either man. Years earlier, when they were studying some rocks near near a reservoir. He happened to notice a little dog standing on a boulder nearby. When he finally moved on, the friendly little dog trotted eagerly alongside him all the way up to the West Peak and later down into Southington, where Pynchon entered a restaurant for lunch. Later, the dog followed him back to his hotel, but by the time the two got back to the spot where they originally met, the dog was suddenly gone. Uh, He whistled for the new dog, but the little dog seemed to have vanished into thin air. So basically, he saw this dog, right? You know. Did he uh, die? Marshall, who had seen the dog twice before, scoffed at the legend. While the two men were studying a rock formation near the le- near the ledge of the cliff, they noticed a dog approaching them, wagging its tail excitedly without making a sound. As the dog drew closer, Marshall slipped into the ice and plunged to his death. His body was later recovered by the authorities. This was the third time Marshall had seen the dog, and the second time for Pynchon. Reports of the black dog continue to circulate today. Oh, so that's one of the earliest uh, sightings of the black dog. Uh, you know, you gotta see him three times. To be fair, yeah, yeah, he saw him three times. The guy who lived saw him twice, so that seems to be it so far. But let's let's keep reading. He, <laughs> I don't think there's any more legends. It doesn't seem like there's like a lot of general legends, but that's the only death it seems like that's happened. So maybe it was just a coincidence. Maybe he's just a ghost dog who likes chilling around. Maybe you have to see him three times. Maybe it's because yeah. he didn't pet the puppo. Maybe, yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, he, it sounds like he just kind of just looked at him and was like, oh, hey, and then he, like, whistled to him, but it doesn't sound like he gave him any attention. Otherwise, he would have known he was a ghost. Pet the dog or die. <laughs> this uh, site says, he might appear cute the first time you see him, but the third time is certain to cause trouble. Oh, snoot. What makes him a ghost? 
I think it's just like the way he like disappears out of nowhere and stuff. Mm-hmm. So the legend of the 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 the, the black dog of the hanging hills. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> it was said to haunt these hills to foretell doom for some, but the dog had not shown itself for many years until recently. I was on top of that mountain when a black dog appeared out of nowhere, says Michael Anastasio, 31. Anastasio? <laughs> said it weird? Uh, he's a native there and a former U- U.S. Marine. Things just don't sneak up on me without me being aware of them, but I swear this dog just appeared. In describing his encounter with a strange black dog at Castle Craig, the tower visible atop the hanging hills just east of West Peak, in 2004, Mike recalls details eerily similar to those of the ancient legend about the mysterious black dog believed to be the harbinger of death and disaster. I was doing a panoramic, Mike says, just taking a few shots. When I came around to take a shot of the tower behind me, boom, the dog was there, above photo. Oh, we have a photo of the dog. According to local legend, the black dog can can be seen to bark, but make no sound. Where it trods the ground, it raises no dust. It uh, In snow, it makes no footprints. Ghost-like, the dog appears as if out of nowhere and takes its leave just as mysteriously as it roams over a large area around the hills. And then the, there's a really old thing that Pynchon write, wrote, the first guy who saw him who started the legend. He said, If a man shall meet a black dog once, it shall be for joy. And if twice, it shall be for sorrow. And the third time, he shall die. (laughs) I just really like this legend for some reason. Give him a dog treat and you will live. (laughs) Call him a good boy and you will be spared this time. So so the main thing about him is that, like, for telling you that he's a ghost, is that he doesn't leave footprints and he's... When he he appears to bark, but he doesn't make any noise. That's pretty telling of a ghost dog. All right, we gotta find another one now. The Glaucus, the Glaucus, Glastonbury. Wait, before we move on. What? There, there was a a comment on this article about the ghost dog mm-hmm. that said it's not a real dog because a friend and I saw it. And I thought it was funny that he said, it's not a real dog. (laughs) He said, it makes no noise when approaching you, makes no sound when it barks or howls. And it was after a rainy night and no paw marks were made. That's crazy. When it seemed to run, nothing underfoot moved. So explain that. (laughs) (laughs) I want to meet this dog just once because it sounds nice. Another comment that is much sadder says... Oddly enough, my brother's dog jumped to its death at the site. For some reason, it just leaped off the cliff. My brother went to the bottom to try to save the dog, but it was dead on arrival. Strange coincidence, I guess. This was mid to late 80s. It was quite some time before I heard the legend. Yeah, and and also the... the, Yeah, that's really upsetting. Plus, the, the legend started a lot earlier, but like... It's still a weird coincidence. Bummers are not allowed on this show. This is a funny, funny show. No we only do doggos, funny things. Except for the ghost doggo. <laughs> yeah, because he's not he's an undead doggo, so he's okay. Well, maybe now he has a friend. Maybe. That's a nice spin on it, except this is very dark. Okay. <laughs> Let's guess what? There's another spooky dog type thing or animal or something. What? 
two doggos in one episode. In in one Connecticut. The Glowacus. In 1939, a mystery creature terrorized Glastonbury and surrounding areas, attacking livestock and pets. It was never caught or properly identified and consequentially became a Connecticut legend. The Glowacus. Hunters, farmers, and eyewitnesses reported that the fierce animal originally as a huge cat, but as it remained elusive, the descriptions descriptions became more detailed, which only embellished the creature's fast-growing reputation. It was variously described as part dog, part bear, and part cat, but all terror. Cat dog. It's some people called it the Granby Panther, the Injun Puppy Devil. Cat. Puppy cat. <laughs> According to Mysterious Creatures, after weeks of hearing the animal's cries, finding odd tracks, and only seeing glimpses of it, a full hunting party was organized to track down the Glowacus and solve the mystery. On January 14, 1939, they set forth into the surrounding countryside, but despite a detailed search, nothing was found. Sightings continued for about another month before two miles of significant paw prints were found east of Glastonbury. Over the next few months, Glowacus hunts became something of a local sensation with groups exploring caves across northwest Connecticut and into the Berkshires. Here are some images from such hunt, blah, 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 blah. We can skip that. Some people hunting it. Oh, it looks like they caught it. Roger Johnson takes aim at the dreaded Glowacus in the Twin Lakes Cave, Litchfield County, Connecticut. Apparently, the Glowacus was feeling the heat and went into hiding for about a decade and a half in the the mid-1950s. However, it resurfaced again, attacking animals and eluding capture or identification. This time... Uh, it traveled a bit, with sightings from Glastonbury all the way north and west to Granby. Soon after that, however, the mighty Glowacus apparently disappeared altogether. People have theorized that the Glowacus was a fisher cat. No one has ever come up with a definitive answer for the Glowacus's identity, but many have speculated it is either a rogue eastern puma or other large cat that has escaped from a local exotic animal collection. Others suggest that it may have been a fisher which may be the likeliest explanation since the physical descriptions and behavior match right down to the blood-curdling screams. Fishers were pretty rare in the state at the time, so they may have led to some of the confusion when identifying the first creature. Creature. So it's just like, people still report sightings of it to this day. It's just a weird cat-dog-bear thing that screams. (laughs) But that's all we know about it. Fisher cats are cute. I didn't know what they were. They, the picture of what some people think it is looks very cute. It's like a fluffy little tiny bear cat type thing. Yeah, it's cute. I don't know what picture you're looking at, but I googled fish It's probably cat a similar really picture. Cute. Yeah, they're pretty cute. They look slightly like so what otters. If it's, yeah, a yeah, bit. a little bit. So, what do you think about the Glowacus? One, I hate its name because it's so hard to say. But people in Connecticut... Just really, like, freaking out over the, like, really tiny things with not very much around them. Like, in other states, it's like, uh, a tube with a ton of legs that attacks lumberjacks. And then here, or like, Bigfoot, millions of sightings across the country. And then it's a cat bear that screams, and we're scared of it. (laughs) Or like... I saw someone with a physical deformity one time, and I got scared and thought they were going to eat me. <laughs> it's like, why are your cryptids so bad, Connecticut? Connecticut needs to chill. <laughs> why don't you come to California, where there are real cryptids? <laughs> Maybe they just really want a cryptid. It's just a dog, a screaming <laughs> fisher cat, and people with deformities. 
Why are those your cryptid? <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> okay. I like the doggo. Yeah, I, the ghost dog, he was a nice boy. We can enjoy him. He's a ghost He's boy. good. <laughs> the black ghost dog of the Hanging Hills. He even has a nice name. Of Moon Lake. Shut up. <laughs> the ghost squirrels of Shelton. <laughs> Ghost what? squirrels. What <laughs> okay, here's our next one. So, why are your cryptids just <laughs> just kind of weird animals? <laughs> These creatures have okay. So, ghost squirrels have been spotted in various sections of Shelton, and more recently have spread not unlike the plague into Stratford, as you might expect. Hope they don't have overly large populations because their bright fur makes them an easy target for hawks and other raptors. Uh, the squirrels spotted in my backyard and in other places in Shelton are not albino. It's hard to tell from these pictures, but they have black eyes and not red eyes. Uh, they... <laughs> so literally, it's just white squirrels. And people thought they were ghosts at one point. But they just have a weird strain of white squirrels. There are just no cryptids in Connecticut. That's, this is, except for ghost dog. This is what we're. This is what we've come to the conclusion of. Can Connecticut just like get it together? (laughs) I stand by Connecticut not being real. I almost changed my mind because the ghost dog was good, but it's not enough. We only one is not enough. Listen, California had so many. Connecticut has no excuse. Yeah, because California is real. Okay, the next legend we're going to look into is the Winstead Wild Man. What is that? So, is that just another person with a deformity? So, <laughs> so what this is, is technically the Winstead Wild Man. It's Connecticut's Winstead. Bigfoot story. It's the story of a large hairy creature that terrorized the locals on two separate occasions almost 80 years apart. The tale starts in August 1895 when the Winstead Herald reported a large man, stark naked and covered in hair all over his body, ran out of a clump of bushes. It was witnessed in town by Selectman Riley Smith, who was out in the woods with his bulldog, merrily picking berries and minding his own business, when the creature came along, causing Riley to be badly scared and his dog was fairly paralyzed with fear. He described it as a wild, hairy man of the woods, six feet in height, and adding that the man's hair was black and hung down long along his shoulders, and that his body was thickly covered with black hair. The man was remarkably agile, and to all appearance was a muscular, brawny man, a man against whom an ordinary man would not stand a chance. (laughs) Over the next few weeks, the wild man was purportedly seen by at least two other witnesses, whose descriptions match Smith's. The Winstead Herald speculated that the wild man may have been Arthur Beckwith, an escaped mental patient from a nearby san- from the, the nearby Christ. sanitarium. The sighting soon stopped as they suddenly had started. And the Winstead wild man disappeared back into the woods and was forgotten about. For a while, anyway. Almost eight <laughs> decades later, the wild man reappeared. In late July 1972, the Hartford Curant reported that a strange man-like creature was observed by two young men on Winchester Road near to Crystal Lake Reservoir. At a long distance near a barn, they saw a figure, about eight feet tall and covered with hair, that walked upright and finally disappeared in the woods. When it was suggested that they may have se- what they may have seen was a black bear, they replied it was, it was no bear. 
<laughs> Two weeks later, in September 1974, the wild man was seen again, this time by two couples who had been parked at night by the Rugbrook Reservoir. They described to police being terrified by seeing a six-foot, 300-pound creature covered with dark-colored hair in the moonlight and had fled the area immediately. The police went back to search, but were unable to find any tracks or evidence. Since then, there have been no other reports. So it's just a Bigfoot. It's just a... It's just Bigfoot. She's just... she Bigfoot. She's chilling over here. Didn't you... Isn't Bigfoot one of Connecticut's cryptids? Yeah. So I don't know why they have a separate one for the Winstead Wildman. I guess because it's a man or whatever. But like, listen. We already discussed in the Bigfoot episode that Bigfoot lives in my back shed. Yes. So, you know. However... However, in this website for the Winstead Wildman, <laughs> there is an illustration of Bigfoot from behind. And who boy, she thick. And we're using this she as the image for the podcast. She thick. I'm going to send this to you so you can react to it. I'm looking at it. Oh, good. I see it. Okay, good. She got the booty. It's there. <laughs> it's so good. That hairy ass. <laughs> Just, just, just a fuzzy peach. Oh Jesus! <laughs> it's a little more than a fuzzy peach. <laughs> there are birds in this picture of of Bigfoot from behind, and it looks like a little face. <laughs> oh no! Connecticut is just out of control. Yeah, I don't think I don't think we have any other good ones, honestly. Connecticut, you, your cryptids are shit. Okay, they're not that good, man. I mean, you did provide us with that wonderful picture of Bigfoot, though, which I'm pretty happy with. Um, but you know, other than Ghost Dog, why you just why 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 are you like this? <laughs> what are you doing? Connecticut's just not real. It's fake. Connecticut is fake. Doesn't exist. Sorry. Connecticut is fake. Its cryptids are fake. You're probably fake. Yeah, I'm not. I don't know what's going on with me, man. So, so that's we're gonna end it here because I guess Connecticut has nothing else for us to offer, and uh, we will see you guys in the next episode where we will probably be talking about Halloween stuff because it's October now. Woo! Hell yeah! I'm super excited for Halloween episodes. They're gonna be so much better than this one because we they're have, gonna be spooky. We have good stuff planned for you, so get hype. Rai's gonna get spooked. Yeah, I'm probably not gonna be able to sleep on the nights we do those. Hell yeah. <laughs> okay, guys. Okay, guys. Talk to you later. Bye bye. Mwah. Bye. Bye. Mwah. Mwah. What was mwah? It was a little smooch. Goodbye. It was my good smooch.